You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing, we'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So without further ado, let's hit the road. Welcome to episode four. Today's episode, we're going to be finding out what happened to us after we got busted by the Greek cops on the ferry and over coming over from Italy, as well as what to do or what we did for two days in Athens, as well as going to Crete and Rhodes. So, so far, Casey and I, who's my friend who I left with, whose trip it was, who somehow talked me into going on it, we've traveled now about 1,500 miles just under on our 30,000 mile road trip to Africa. And then today's episode, we'll be covering another 1,000 miles. All right. So let's pick up where we left off on the last episode. If you haven't uh, heard that yet or caught that yet, then um, I really recommend going back, probably just episode one, so you get the backstory and the whole jazz. So you come on the trip the whole way. Another reminder, this was in 1993. All right, so as you may or may not know, we got the ferry from Brindisi, Italy to Petrus, uh, uh, Greece on our way to Athens. So we had a beautiful night's sleep, probably the best we had uh, so far. And we've probably been on the road at this point about 10, 11 days or so. But on our way out, after I think we we're on the ferry for like 11 hours, we got busted by some Greek dude. I think he might have been the captain. I don't know. And also it was, it was in January, so very off season as well and very cold. So he starts like, you know, shouting at us, what are you doing in first class? You, you'll have a second class ticket. Well, we honestly didn't know. We were like, sorry, we, we really didn't uh, know that, you know, but hey, we're here now. <laughs> Can we just go? No. He's like, well, you owe me 9,000 drachmas, which of course drachmas don't even exist anymore, but it was about 45 US dollars at the time, which was like a full day budget for us pretty much. And I kind of called this bluff and I was like, well, then call the cops. Like, we didn't know it wasn't like the sign. Well, you know, and they say it was all Greek to me. It, it really was. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so we dock and the, the cops come on board, confiscate our passports. We're like, what? And then saying we're not going to get them back to you until you pay this fine for the, the changes in ticket price. <sighs> so we're like, all right, so get out of traveler's checks again. I think they exist, but, you know, no one uses them anymore. Because uh, no ATMs back in 1993 either. <laughs> See how easy traveling's become these days? So, so as I'm writing my check, the Greek captain, he's just like, oh, I don't like the your signature. I was like, because I don't know if it matched exactly my passport signature, but my I, I've always had doctors writing. So I was like, well, it's me. There's my pa you know, there's my name, passport. No, no, I don't like it. So I was just like, well, 
just stick it up your ass. Because that's, a little, you know, and he was like, well, he just lost it, lost his mind. <laughs> and the cops didn't speak any English. So he starts you know, telling the cops who knows what. I'm sure much, much worse than what actually had happened. So then I tried to backtrack and I was like, no, I said this will be your last, as in last check I'm writing you. No, 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 no. right. So the cops are like, right, we're arresting. Well, he tells us the cops said we're arresting you for swearing. I was like, yeah, but ass means donkey. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh my gosh. So we get hauled to the police station. Casey, like they literally went through Casey's bag. Like they didn't, they, I think they opened mine. That was it. But they took everything out of Casey's bag, just went through the whole thing. Finally accepted our checks, got our passports back. And then of course we have to walk like at least a kilometer back to the harbor in order to get a bus to get to Athens. So we did that. We get on the bus and then Casey's like, Oh, I think we got to Athens. Uh, it was a few hours. So we get to Athens. It's really cold. We're walking around. And Athens, like, it's huge city. Even back then, it was like 4 million people. But it was so polluted. Like, oh, it was, I just remember it was so hard to breathe. It was so polluted. Anyways, we finally, you know, find a hotel. It's been a super long day. <laughs> to grab something to eat. And then just as we're getting ready to go get to sleep kind of thing, Casey's like, oh, Shit! <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've left my camera and my Swiss Army knife on the ferry. I was like, "Oh, what the, Casey? What are you like?" So basically, that ended up being a very costly ferry. <laughs> Thank goodness we at least got a good night's sleep out of it. But uh, so no camera or Swiss Army knife for Case. Anyway, so next morning we. Uh, hit Athens, hit the town of Athens because we have no money. And again, we have to change traveler's checks and you can only do that at banks, some, you know, posh hotels, but they charge you more for like fees, whatever. So we're traipsing all through Athens, finally find one bank that's open. So we get some money and then we're like, okay, let's just get to the Acropolis. <laughs> now the Acropolis is like in the, the, the city center of Athens and it's uh, set on this like I guess the um, limestone hill so you can see it everywhere from Athens so yeah so we walked we walked there and um, I guess nowadays I don't know if they were pedestrian back then I don't think they were because that's probably why it was more like so polluted but now they're pedestrianized so there's two, uh, two main roads you can walk up to to get up there and I guess the Acropolis like from like 4,000 to 3,000 BC, they reckon like people lived there. So it was used for, for many, many years, thousands and thousands of years. But I guess the Acropolis was something like 540 BC. Because people used to live up there as well. But the Delphic Oracle, she proclaimed it, the, the Acropolis was only going to be for gods. So then the, Parthi the Parthenon it was built to honor Athena, who was the patron of Athens. So that was around, because it got destroyed by the Persians in 480 BC, I believe. So that's where they rebuilt it from then on, basically, to what it is now. And at the time, it was apparently like the most beautiful structure, temple in, the, in ancient Greece. So it still is the most preserved, or definitely most preserved, and well-known of the um, Greek dynasties kind of thing. 
So yeah, so you walk up and you come up through the archway, uh, which is very impressive. And then you get up to the the Parthenon. Yeah, it's just, again, mind-blowing, you know, especially for two Canadians who don't have much, especially the time, for history, like for historical or old buildings kind of thing coming from Canada. So we spent a few hours up there. And if you want a little tip, uh, go to, there's a, a Greek flag and go there. And that's kind of the best views of the Parthenon from up there, but also of all of Athens. Like I said, Athens is huge. It's like 4 million people back then. So it's, I'm sure, bigger now. And then there's there's two amphitheaters and the... Yeah, so the Theater of Dionysus is the older one, and that's on the southern slope. And then there's a slightly younger one, which is, I think, built in 161 AD, which could still seat 5,000 people. And that's the Odeon of Herodes Atticus. And then when you when uh, so then when you're coming down, you could go to the Acropolis Museum, which is what we did as well. So there's lots of cool stuff in there. And I, I guess with all of the the actual, the original parts of the Acropolis are now being moved into that museum, as well as, I guess, the, the London British Museum. Must be the British Museum. Anyway, Museum in London. So now, that's why they're still doing, like, rebuilding it and stuff like that, because they're replacing it, not the original. <laughs> to keep that preserved, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, so we go, so after the museum, we yeah, head back into Athens, grab a bite to eat, a couple of beers, Amstel beers. And we bumped into uh, this American guy, Dave, who we kind of kept bumping into from since Brindisi, Italy. So I had a couple of beers with him. Hit the hay. We'd asked to exchange rooms because our room on our fir first night, like, there was no heat. Again, like no heat on the ferries or trains in Europe in January. I don't know why, but there wasn't. So we're like, can we have a different room that has heat? And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, moved us. That didn't have heat either. So we were freezing, so not a great night's sleep. So it's the second day we, we, we decided, okay, let's go see the Temple of Olympian Zeus. So we walked through the, I think it's called the National Gardens, which is pretty. So we walked through there to get to the Zeus temple. And of course, being us, we got there like 10 minutes before it closed. I don't know what we do. <laughs> that happens to us a lot. But yeah, I walked around there, which was really cool. And it was just amazing. So there's about 15 columns left now. But when they built it, like it's, they wanted it to be the biggest temple in the world, whether it was or not, I'm not sure. But right now there's only about 15 columns left. But it was really amazing to think because no concrete was used, right? So they they cut the marble in such precision and just stacked it. And there, when I was there, I'm not sure if it's still there, I imagine so. But there was one column that had fallen. It was just like in domino effect. So you could see the different pieces of marble. But it's incredible that over, you know, 2,000 years that even 15 columns are still standing. But yes, I, I it was cool. And then we walked to Hadrian's Arch. And then, be, and then behind Hadrian's Arch, I found this like two seater marble table. So I'm like, Case, come on, <laughs> let's get a selfie. So it took me about five attempts to get us to this marble table, which then I think we got yelled at because A, we probably weren't supposed to do that. And B, they were closed. So, <laughs> and unlike in Paris, where we got locked in Le Père Lachaise Cemetery, we didn't want to get locked in anywhere again. <laughs> anyway, so we, and again, we had no idea what we were doing, like basically, like where we were going from Athens. Like 
We want to get to Africa. We, that's all we knew. This our American diet. We bump into the, him again, and he's like, well, maybe you should go to Crete. And uh, we're like, okay, <laughs> like, we can do that. So we went back and uh, got a taxi with Dave to Piraeus, is where you get the ferries to Crete and probably other islands. But remember, January, so not a lot were running. So we get back to, so we get to Piraeus. And there was a ferry leaving that night at 11 p.m. to Crete. So like, great, got tickets for that. Didn't get, didn't go in any compartments, <laughs> no first class. Didn't have any even seats, basically. But So there's like a bar and restaurant, which is great. So we ended up having a few beers. And then I just pulled out my sleeping bag and laid in the restaurant floor. <laughs> but there were other people doing it too. It wasn't just me. But then the weather changed. So it was quite really rainy and quite windy. So it was pretty rocky. But I don't know, maybe those beers. I, I just slept till 6 a.m. But I guess Casey and Dave like didn't sleep at all or hardly at all, which is rare. I'm not a great sleeper. So that was quite a rare thing. So, yep. So we docked. Casey and I get to Heraklion, which is uh, the capital of, of Crete. Like, again, no idea what we're doing. We're like, okay. And the weather was absolutely crap. Like I said, rainy and cold still. So Dave is like, well, I'm going to Matala. If you guys want to come, we can share. Go like a get a taxi to the bus together and we're like no idea what that is where it is but okay sure we'll go so it's only a couple hours bus ride i think it's about 70k south of Heraklion. not sure on the south could be east i don't know it's about two hour bus ride put it that way <laughs> so we get there and it's like oh my god like we are in bum beep greek town like <laughs> what there's nothing here nothing's open it's very very tiny and like i said in january crappy weather we find one little restaurant that's open dave had he decided to take off he's like well i've heard about these caves so i'm gonna go try and find the caves and casey and i were like cold and hungry so we're like okay well we're gonna go in this little tiny restaurant and see if they have any food <laughs> which uh not much put it that way so again we're like what what are we doing so we decided like, let's just, we, so we had something to eat and some cups of tea and um, we're like, let's just dump our bags here and go find these caves and just check those out. Cause there was not, I don't think there was anywhere to stay anyway. So I don't think we really had too much of a choice. Or if there was one, I think one place like, or that bar, that restaurant said they had two rooms and they might be able to rent us out of one room, but they wanted like a lot of money for it. And we're like, okay, let's go check out the caves. So we walk along. It was so windy and I have windophobia, so I really don't like the wind. I don't know if windophobia is a thing, but I don't like really strong wind. It freaks me out. So almost being blown away and trying not to have a panic attack. <laughs> Comes this beautiful, it's actually a beautiful beach, really lovely sandy beach, kind of like a cove. And then, yeah, you just see all these caves like the, from limestone and there's some big ones and then there's like smaller ones. And, and yeah, it was, it was cool. And so we walk up there, get up, climb up there and in the cave, the wind's gone. Like it's, it's like, oh, wow, this is actually quite nice. So I think we're like, okay, Dave, do you mind if we share your cave? Because <laughs> it was quite, quite big too. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. So we walk back, get our bags and then come back kind of get set up our sleeping bags out and everything like that and uh yeah it was actually really really nice and it, and it like i said it had stopped raining but it was still quite windy but not too bad in the cave 
So then we went back into town a little bit later, grabbed some dinner, had a couple of beers, then came back to the caves. We had a bonfire in the cave. It was it was just so cool. I just I was just thinking like like how old are these caves? Like we had no idea the history of them or anything like that. So I've looked up today, even now after all these years, I never even looked it up. And yeah, they're from again, yeah, thousands of years ago. And some of them were used for cremation. Some of them were homes, like people lived in them. But it was in the sixties, seventies that the the hippies kind of took over that part. And I mean, even like Joni Mitchell was there, Bob Dylan, Joan Baez. Yeah, it was. I guess it was a it was a really big hippie commune in the sixties and seventies, and people just hung out in the caves and peace and loved. But then the Greek government. I guess they were quite strict in the seventies, and they kicked them all out. So, so nowadays you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't sleep in the caves anymore. So I think you can go visit them. They're more now an archaeological site, but no more sleeping in the caves. I'm sorry. I did. I really so wish that was one of my regrets. That I like um, to have a thermal rest. I didn't have one of those, and oh, I wished I had one of those many times throughout that trip. Casey did, which was really annoying. <laughs> So I just have my sleeping bag and sleeping on a rock floor, like no tent or anything, like just not great. Like, and it was, like I said, it was quite cold. So the chill just went through my bones. Although I did meet my little friend. I met a three-legged cat, very sweet, um, orange and white cat who I named Poseidon. And he, he just followed me around for two days. Like he was so cute and slept in the caves with us and everything. So at least I had Poseidon. The next day... Uh, it was uh, it was sunny. It was like, oh my gosh, it's great. So I kind of got up on the rocks, like right at the very top of the cliff, and just laid in the sun, which was really nice. Even though I was like wearing two tops, jacket, jeans, and pair of tights, <laughs> still cold. It was nice to get the sun on my face. Yeah, and then kind of we went back, had something to eat, and then that night we had a massive bonfire in the caves, and it was just yeah, incredible. Just like I said, like thinking back and how many people have stayed in this cave or what went on in it and yeah it was really it was beautiful and it was also a full moon that night so the moon was actually casting shadows and just looking over the sea and it was our two-week anniversary there too but yeah I just I still remember it so well it was just it was a really magical little moment and also it was really nice to get out of the big cities for a break you know just two days in the wilderness and hey living in a cave was pretty cool <laughs> So we decided to leave the next day. So we get, yeah, like I said, we had two nights there. So we get back on the bus, just back to Heraklion, the capital of Crete. And it, the weather, like, oh, I really hated Heraklion. <laughs> Sorry, any Heraklions out there. Uh, but just, we're not, like, the weather was crap again, like, when we got there. It was just really cold, really windy, really raining. We went to the ferry station, uh, the, the port, and we waited there for four hours. And then they were like, um... Because you have to get the ferry that comes from Athens to Crete. Because then we decided, well, actually, we found out because we wanted to go from Crete to Turkey. Then we found out, no, because it's January, there was no ferries going to Turkey at all. So then we thought, well, well, what about roads? Because it's only 10 miles from Turkey. So surely there'd be something going from there, right? And we didn't really want to go back to Athens and then have like... We didn't know what we were going to do. If we had to go back to Athens, like maybe I'll have to go all right around the top by land to Turkey. I don't know. So we just took a gamble. We're like, okay, we're going to go to Rhodes. So like I said, so we're waiting four hours and then for the, the ferry to come from Athens. Uh, no, 
no fairies are leaving Athens because the weather's too bad. So we had to spend another night in Rakleon in the pissing cold weather. <laughs> so, oh, and then we get, so we find a hotel. That's when I realize I've lost my sleeping bag. See, Greece was not good to us. I'm like so, oh my God, I'm so pissed off at myself because I either left it on the bus from the caves or when the taxis that we took from the bus station. I was uh, so annoyed with myself because it was a nice, compact little sleeping bag, but still warm. So yeah, so we were not having any luck in Greece, really. <laughs> the caves were great, but that's about it. So the next morning, I, you know, we walk around, we go, I go to the bus station, I go to the taxis, if I was turning my sleeping bag, no. So then we hit the market, we buy a gas stove, and I found it, but it was a lot bigger, it was like two or three times the size of mine when it was packed up. But I found another sleeping bag for another 50 bucks, so not, I just was not happy. <laughs> and the thought of what we might have to stay to Rackleon another night. Yeah, we're not in the best moods. Anyways, but the week, so we go to the, the, the port and they're like, no, the, the boat is going to leave, the ferry is going to leave Athens, so it should be here by about 7 p.m. Oh, so at least some good news. We're like, all right, we can get the hell out of Crete. <laughs> so the ferry didn't come to about 8.30, but anyways, we got on it. Yeah, bought our tickets to Rhodes. Again, same kind of situation, just slightly, same kind of thing, bar, restaurant. But then the weather just came. Like once we set sail, the weather just got really, really, really bad. Like I thought we were going to be in a, in a hurricane or something. It was ridiculous. I almost puked several times because it was so wavy. Like it was ridiculous. I was in my sleeping bag and I was being rolled like from one side of the bar to another. I'm like, this is ridiculous. There were people puking left, right, and center. Oh my God. So I ended up taking like two like long tables and flipping them on their sides and kind of enclosing myself in a corner. So at least I wouldn't be rolling like 50 feet. <laughs> oh gosh. So we didn't get much sleep that night. <laughs> we got to Rhodes at about, I think it was about six or seven in the morning. Oh, but I loved Rhodes, I have to say. Rhodes is so pretty. Like you come into the harbor and it's like white walled, kind of castle there's a castle there actually and then the whole town is walled and it's white and it's beautiful and like there's palm trees and there's a there's a, um, a lighthouse and some windmills and oh it was just like oh and the sun came out it was like what so yeah so happy days and then we were like okay you know what we're not we're finally going to get to do what I originally was wanting to do before I got talked into this trip we're going to do some yacht hopping <laughs> Especially after we found out that it was 50 US dollars departure tax and then 25 US dollars for the ferry to go 10 miles. I'm like, that's ridiculous. So we dump our bags and then um, just go to the harbor and just start looking for what looks like nice people on their boats. <laughs> and we met this uh, British couple. Uh, they're about middle age and they were really sweet. So we we're chatting. So I'm like, oh, my dad's English. I'm half English, you know, blah, blah. And there were, so we tell them, like, is there any way we could get to Marmaris, Turkey? It's only 10 miles. You know, do you know anyone that might be going or willing to take us? And they're like, well, we might actually. So come back, like, later in the day. So we're like, okay, cool. So, yeah, we walked around the old town, which, like I said, it's really pretty. It's cobblestones and, like, all white. And we even found reindeers. Like, <laughs> it was weird, but 
real live reindeers. We're in roads. <laughs> so yes, we grabbed some, some um, probably some kebabs or something like that, and then went back to find the British couple. And they had found an American couple with this Aussie chick, Faye. She was on their boat too. I don't know if she's working there for the summer or something like that. So they had agreed. They, they said, okay, we'll take you to Barmer's tomorrow for $30 US each. We're like, that's awesome. Cool. I mean, it's better than $75 each and we get to go on a private boat. Yeah, they're like, okay, we'll set sail around 9 a.m. So get here before that and we're good to go. So we did that. We found a hotel, crashed, got there about 8.30 and set sail at about 9. And it was a beautiful summer, or no, it wasn't summer, <laughs> still, I think it was February 1st by now. But it was beautiful and sunny and blue skies and no wind. Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, so that was about a couple of hours. We chatted with them and I was like, oh, I can really get into like being a boater. <laughs> the boat lifestyle is pretty cool. <laughs> and then we finally are leaving Greece. Woohoo! <laughs> but you'll have to find out next episode what happens in turkey so see you next thursday but of course before we go you know what time it is and now it's time for tam's top tips okay so my three tips for greece so for athens i would definitely get you can get a combo pass which is good for five days and you can go to like seven how many there? So basically for 30 euros, you can go to the Acropolis, Ancient Agora, Roman Agora, the Hadrian's Library, Temple of Olympian Zeus, Kiosa, and Aristotle's School. And you have five days to do all that. I mean, like I said, two days is plenty for Athens, to be honest. If not, then it's, uh, depending on when you go, winter or summer, it's either 20 euros for the Parthenon, Parthenon or in the summer, 20 euros, or winter, 10 euros. So it does work out better for the 30 combo if you're seeing more than that. Obviously, come over to my website. I am still under construction, but there'll be a blog post with more, like, if you wanted a guide. I didn't, you don't need a guide, personally. But if you wanted a guide, cool, you learn more about the history. And also how to get the combo passes, like where to go, best place to get them. And you also, the great thing about that, you get to jump the queue. So that's tip number one. And I, like, as always, for any European cities, go in the off-season, or at least the shoulder seasons of spring and autumn. Too many people <laughs> otherwise, and, and too hot. So tip number two is, um, yes, for the, for the Acropolis, I would suggest going either for sunset, because it's open till 8 p.m., the doors close at 7.30, the doors, <laughs> it closes at 7.30, but it's open till 8, so if you probably get there around 6 p.m. would be nice, or go when it first opens at 8 in the morning. Whatever you do, don't go midday. It's just way too hot, especially in the summer. You'll just melt, and loads of people, and tour buses, and that. So like I said, go early or go later. Tip number three is... Do your yacht hopping around the islands. Like, I highly recommend that. You you know, you get to meet people. You might have to pay or work or whatever, but that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't mind seeing some more of the Greek islands, to be honest. But Rhodes, I loved Rhodes. So, yeah. And then for solo female travelers, didn't, again, have any issues except for the cops, obviously, at one time. But, yeah, felt safe. And even in the caves, yes, I was seen with two guys in there. But I think even if I would have been on my own, because there was nobody there. <laughs> In the whole town, so it would have been fine as well. But just use your common sense, you know, like in Athens, 
There's dodgy neighborhoods like any big city. And if, if you're concerned at night, just get a grab an Uber or a taxi. You'll be fine. Okay, so until next Thursday, where we're going to be in a new country and a new continent, Turkey, which I love Turkey. But yeah, so, and if please download, subscribe, and leave me a rating would be awesome or a review, whatever, or comment like, Hey, if you've missed, if you ever met me on any of my trips, give me a shout out. It'd be great to, to say hi. And like I said, it's the website, manyroadstravel.com. Once I get my button gear and get that sorted, which is definitely, definitely I'm, I'm working on it, but you'll find more details about uh two day Athens itinerary. Say, okay, I think that's it. So until next time, safe travels one road at a time. <laughs>